Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Anyway, I'm excited to announce that we got a special guest speaker with us today. Uh, Pastor Tom and Brenda were with us all day yesterday ministering to our uh, uh, married couples in our marriage retreat. And uh, he's going to bring the word today. And so I've known them for a long time. I could have a really long introduction, but I'm not going to. They're, uh, the best thing I can say is they love Jesus. They love people. And um, I really trust them to share whatever God's laid on their heart with you. And I believe it's going to help you. So would you just uh, put your hands together for Pastor Tom as he comes forward. All right, thank you so much. You know, look at I. I'm telling you, I, I, these are pretty cool here. I, I. Well, yeah, I could do that, but I want you to know here that that was cooler than you when I was five years old because you know when we went to school, my mom and dad didn't have a lot of money, and uh, I always remember I always went to school with holes in my pants, and the soles of my shoe used to talk to me when I walked. <laughs> you were the man. I love it. I love you. <laughs> Oh, man. Isn't God good? Oh, this is such a, a, a joy. Brenda, will you stand up? This is my lovely bride. Can you give her a hand? She is much smarter than I am. She is more beautiful than I am. And we have been married. Um, was it 95 years? Isn't that what you said? Everybody you told everybody 95 years? I think it was. Actually, it's 43 years, and uh, thank you. What a joy and what a privilege. Um, we did have some pictures that we wanted to, to bring and put up on the screen because we wanted to show you how much we loved the Flemings because uh, we got a picture of Peter and my oldest daughter taking a bath together in a bathtub. <laughs> When they, were, when they were one, of course. Jaleesa, Jaleesa, they were one years old. Let me just say it. All right. But uh, we, had, we had so much fun together. I want you to know, and I want you to give a hand to Harry and Terry Fleming, the father and mother of your pastors. <clears throat> I cannot tell you how much Brenda and I have loved this couple over 40 years and uh, we we've been through a lot together and God has been faithful he's been good and you know sometimes we can get caught up sometimes into maybe some differences of theology or opinions but you know what God doesn't really look too close well he does look close at that but he looks more at the heart doesn't he he looks at your heart to see if your heart is fully completely to, to his and, uh, and I only have, oh boy, I, I, I got to get going real quick because here, Pastor Harry told me I had 35 minutes, so I got to be out of here really quick here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you ever spoke? An hour and a half before? Oh, my. Oh, I might as well take my coat off here a little. Take my coat off here a little bit here. All right. I just got, just got a little, little excited. And, and it's not 
often that I get to speak to a crowd that just loves Jesus passionately, that shouts and wants to give praise to the Lord, and maybe even speak in tongues a little bit. Wow, I, that's unbelievable. Um, because Brenda and I, I pastored, uh, I've been in ministry almost 41 years now, pastored for almost 22 years, and been head of uh, a faith-based ministry for uh, 20 years. And so uh, I, I, our privilege right now is to join with the body of Christ. So I'm at a different church every Sunday. Last Sunday, I was at a Presbyterian church. So I had to be prim and proper. And I had a tie and suit on, and I should have wore a robe and put my collar on, but I didn't. But anyway, um, I, I, it is a joy to be in the body of Christ. We all have differences in how we operate. But you know what? If you love Jesus with all of your heart, the denominations, they really don't mean a whole lot because he looks at our heart. You guys have a pastor here. Is just, you're blessed. I want you to know how blessed you are. Here we are in this place. I'm in churches all over. Pastor Harry, I'm amazed at how God has brought you to a place of such great maturity and wisdom. Um, we've talked just a little bit, and this is a privilege. First time that I've ever really been able to talk with your pastor on a colleague type of a basis. And man, we just enjoyed sweet fellowship to know how rich and how good God is. This man is a man of God. He's a studier of the Word of God. You need to get behind the ministry here and start seeing things happen. This place needs to be... Well, you need to move into a bigger place. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying right here. Because what God has blessed you with, we need other people to know. If you're watching here, even Streamline, you need to get yourselves in here a little bit and start to kind of grow because iron sharpens iron. It's tough sometimes to sharpen iron when you're sitting home. And I have done this, okay? I've sat back. I've enjoyed a little bit of that, you know, uh, sitting back in my PJs. <laughs> but anyway, and I'm going to get going because we need to get into the, uh, the message. And it is a privilege for us just to come and share a little bit about uh, how important marriage is, how important family is. Thank you for uh, having a Sunday morning dedicated to this. People, do you realize where the state of the family is in our nation today? We are in desperate need of people coming back to Jesus, coming back to husband and wife, coming back to family, coming back to investing in our kids. How important it is. Brenda and I have spent our most of our ministry in that of the family life ministry and building up families. And we are honored and privileged to be here to share with you briefly this morning what God has for you because God has got a plan. If you're here and you're not married, it's okay. This message will relate to you as well because you can put yourselves in these different five categories that we're going to talk about this morning. And, uh, and before we get going, let's just uh, bow here for a prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that you would open our eyes, that we would behold wondrous things from your word. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to each one of us 
regardless if we're married or not married, if our spouse is not here, or if we're just single and we're here, if they're listening by live stream, Lord Jesus, you know exactly what everyone needs to hear and apply to their lives so that they can come up another level in you this morning. We thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Guide and direct us, I pray, in the powerful name of Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that, say amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to start this by, uh, it says entitled, Finishing Well. And if you have Bibles, uh, we're going to use this verse, Psalm 90, verse 12. And it says this, teach us, this is Moses now, all right? This was Moses' prayer when he was writing this psalm to the people of Israel. He said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Say that with me. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Well, you know what? We have approximately 82, 83 years, what they're saying, on average to live. That comes out to approximately 30,000 days. Isn't that something? <laughs> 30,000 days. So I've got a little illustration here. And uh, here's the situation. Did you realize that 41 years, each one of these marbles, it represents a year. 41 years. 15,000 days are spent working on our jobs. Look at that. This is our life. This jar is our life, right? And so we have 41 years 15,000 days are spent of our life working a job. Isn't that something? All right. So we will pour this in to this jar. All right. So now, guess how many days we sleep? <laughs> 27 years we spend sleeping. <laughs> Isn't that something? Now, that's some a little more, maybe some a little less, all right? This is an average here we're talking. 27 years. Each one of these marbles represents a year. So here we work and we sleep right here. Now, 5,000 days or 13 years are left up to us. 13 marbles, 13 years are left up to us what we do with that time. The Bible says, teach us to number our days. Look at this. These are the days that are pretty much called for. They're already spoken for. These are the days that you spend doing whatever you feel that you need to do or what God has ordained for you to do. Not very much. Teach us to number our days. How many want to be wise in how you have little time to spend your time in dealing with your life and what you need to do? So you need to finish what? Everybody say, I want to finish well. And so I look at these and I think, Man, each one of these are years. 
How many years have we wasted other than sleeping or working? So God help us to teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now I'm not advocating Bob Buford, but how many have ever heard of Bob Buford before? He's a great writer. And uh, he's written this book called Halftime. I, I'd recommend it to you. And it's, uh, the book talks about moving from success to significance. How many understand? Our first, kind of our, 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 our midlife is we're, we're spending our life, we want to be successful. How many want to be successful? Yeah, I, I mean, I want to be successful. But we get to a place in our life where that success really, is it really all that important? Have you spent a lot of your lives just kind of climbing the ladder and just wanting to be successful? Or do you want to move from success to significance and leaving a legacy and having people know, man, I know you. I know your family. I know where you've come from. And that's very significant to me. And so uh, he writes this. This is a quote. If people say their best years are behind them, they probably are not going to finish very well. Because you can't finish well when you're looking backwards. So we got to look forward to what we have left. And we want to make every day, every year count. All right? So again, this might not necessarily think, what? No, you're talking about marriage. We're, it, it's, we are going to talk about marriage. I preached this message before, and it's called basically different five categories of one's life. And you could play one's single life or one's married life or one's whatever life you want to put in there, okay? And I'll, I'll give you the, the, the five starts of where we're going, and then you'll know where we're going. So then we're going to go through these, and quickly... <laughs> And I'm not going to be able to spend a lot of time on each of these. But I want you to get the point of these because we want you to know that if you fit in any one of these categories, you can finish well regardless of what category you find yourself in. Does that make sense? First category is you can start out poor but finish poor. The second category, you can start out well but finish poor. Third category, you can start out poor, but finish well. Fourth category, you can start out well, crash, but recover. And then the fifth area is you can start out well and finish well. Those are five categories that you can find yourself in one of them. So we're going to look at these categories and see where you're at. And hopefully... <laughs> We'll be able to say, Lord, I'm going to finish well. What I've got left, I want to make every day, every year count. I want to just help build, advance the purposes of the kingdom. I want to help build, advance my relationship with my spouse, with my family, with my kids. Or if you're single, wherever you're at, you can put all that together. All right, let's, let's look at this. The first one, we can start out poor and finish poor. We can look at Samson and his wife. In fact, he had 
pretty much quite a few ladies, okay? Let's just put it that way. In fact, we always know about Samson and Delilah, but Delilah really wasn't his wife, right? His first wife was just a Philistine woman from Timnath. <laughs> and she got killed because she was uh, kind of cheating. And, and, and if you look here, first there's a scripture. It's, it's found in Judges. And I don't know if I get it. Yeah, I get it up there. Okay, there it is. Samson went down to Timnath. All right, now that's probably all you need to know. He went down, okay? That's the first thing that he did that was wrong. Now, he was a judge of Israel. Like 20 years, he was a judge of Israel. Now, but we got to look at his, his marriage. We got to look at his life here. So Samson went down to Timnath and saw a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnath. Now get her for me and as my wife. So again, here's the thing. I'm going to label this unequally yoked. How many know that the Bible says that you could be unequally yoked? Because he said his father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among the relatives, among all of, of the people? Isn't there somebody that has got the same faith and has got the same values and the same purpose as I've got? Why are you going off looking at somebody else when you shouldn't be out there looking and perusing you know, other women? And so, here we, we find that he started poor. He started very poor. He married this woman. I don't know how many years it went, but he had all kinds of things. She ended up getting burned to death with uh, her father and her family. Because she, she was not playing by the rules. And, and, and so anyway, then, then Samson, he went uh, and he slept with a prostitute. And he had all kinds of problems. And then he met Delilah and then had a relationship with this woman. And what happened there? I, he couldn't get out of the Philistine camp. He just kept on going back, making poor decisions. And we all know that he finished poor i mean he although he did get into the hall of fame in, in, in hebrews that he did start the assignment to destroy the philistines he started it but you know what he died remember he was in that pillars and then he pushed the pillars he got his eyes gouged out had his hair cut had all those things happen to him and he was able at the very end of his life but man what a way to finish Start poor, finish poor. You know what? I, 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 we have been involved in so many people's lives. Uh, there's a, a couple that I know is named uh, Paul and Jody. Paul started out just like uh, 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 Samson, kind of with looking at other ladies, having other relationships, and he shouldn't have been doing that. Got married to this Jody. Actually, got married to a, another lady. Got divorced, and then married Jody. She wasn't, well, she said she was a believer. <laughs> and so Paul said he was a believer, but he was not really practicing what he should. He started out poor. He ended up poor. But you know what? There is a good ending with that. He is now married for the, I hate even to say this, the third time. And he's, he's hopefully learned some lessons here, and God's forgiven him. But anyway, you can start out poor and finish poor. That is, that is 
not necessarily the way to go. Number two, you can start out well, but finish poor. Ananias and Sapphira. Look at Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. Now there was a name. We don't have to go through all this. I'm not going because our time is running real short. But you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira. They were part of the first uh, converts of the New Testament church. Here They, they, they accepted Christ. They, man, we, whoa, we're starting out well. And almost immediately, what happened to them? They, weren't, they were equally yoked, but they lied to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Not a good thing. They lied, and what happened to Ananias? He lied about how much he was going to give to the poor, kept the portion for himself, and he died right there. Because he lied. And then they, three hours, it says three hours later, they ask uh, Sapphira to come in. Uh, how much did you give to, to, the, uh, to the, uh, the, the coffers? And she lied and agreed with Ananias, and she died. See, you can start out well and then poor. And, you know, again, we know this couple, Stan and Penny, preacher's son. Here he is. He becomes a funeral director. He is, they're doing really well. They get married. They're in church. And they're married for four years. And they allowed the enemy to come into their camp if you will and then they ended getting in divorce you can start out well but if you are going to be listening to voices other than the spirit of God you can get caught up in other things and they ended up in divorce and she's never really recovered we're talking years she is just mentally not there it's, it's a sad story you can start out well but you can finish poorly now there's still hope okay there's still hope for her to finish well i'm not saying that that god is not given up on people when they're in a hopeless situation there is always hope as long as there's breath in your body i remember oh, <clears throat> i had to do a funeral and and, and i'm not going to name the names but you probably know who these people are back home she was cantankerous and she had a good family they were coming to church they were doing well and she just basically left her faith went back to drinking went back to doing whatever and said up with you lord anyway she was about to, to to die and her kids came and said pastor tom can you do our mother's funeral i'm going oh lord i I don't want to do that funeral because I hate doing funerals when I know people are not in the condition that they are. It's a tough thing to do. Anyway, I said, well, okay. She died, and thank God that I did a little investigation. I went through her Bible. She cried out to the Lord, Lord, forgive me for all that I've done. And I had to preach a message. It was called the thread of hope. As long as there's breath in your body, he will not give up on you. 
and thank God that you can call on his name as the thief on the cross. He cried out to the Lord. The Lord remembered him. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. There's always hope. If you're looking and you're almost in, in a position where you shouldn't be, God has got a plan for your life. There's always hope. There's a thread of hope, no matter what the circumstances look like. All right, let's move on. Number three, you can start out poor, but finish well. And this is a really neat scripture here. This scripture is in, um, well, I, before you put that scripture up, this is uh, Salmon and Rahab, the harlot. We know all about Rahab, right? In Joshua chapter 2. Because she had this brothel, if I would say, uh, that was on the city gates uh, as people would come into the gates. Oh, there was the gentleman's place right here for all the men, what guests that would come into the city in Jericho. And so, uh, but here's the thing. God started to speak to her heart and had, uh, uh, had a, 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 a passion to help the Israelites. Long story short, you know what happened. Uh, she puts the, the, the scarlet thread. She was saved. Her family didn't say about her wife or anything or her husband. It just said her family was saved when they walked around the Jerichos of the fell and her But here's the point. She's kind of started out poor, didn't she? I mean, that wasn't necessarily... How many want to always be known as a harlot or as, you know, the woman of the night or the, the woman in red? Anyway, let's go to Matthew. <laughs> Matthew chapter... Matthew chapter uh, 1, I believe. Yeah, chapter 1, verse 5. Look at this. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed. Okay, but we see here that she gets listed with Salmon and Rahab. They get, they're married. And then, you know what? She is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. You can start out poor, but you can end and finish well. Isn't that something? A harlot going to be in the lineage, in the line of Jesus, the Messiah? My goodness. There's hope for anybody. <laughs> if, you can, if you can look at that, doesn't matter what kind. Now, some uh, scholars say that uh, Salmon was one of the spies, the two spies that came to Jericho. Isn't that an interesting little story? I don't know if anything went on in Jericho. Well, they were there, but there was two spies hid in Rahab's upper room of the, of the walls, of the outer walls of, of Jericho. And, and interesting. But anyway, we see that she made the list in the lintage of, of Jesus, the Son of God. That is unbelievable. That's awesome. And that is obedience to God. She started out poor. They started out poor, but they finished well. Um, I don't know where you're at. We know this one couple named George and Carol. Drug addicts, alcoholics, hippies. That was maybe before some of your time, but the hippies back in the day, and they were pot smokers and drinkers and whatever. And we started to do ministry. And man, they started to get uh, this message of good news and hope that there's, there's another way of life. Well, they came to Christ, man. They were just turned and transformed from night to day. They, and anyway, uh, they started out very poor. 
and they're finishing really well. They're still serving the Lord today, and they're doing really well. So it doesn't matter where you're at in your relationship or where you're at individually. You can start out poor, but you can finish well. All right, let's go to number four here, because i got to close here pretty soon. <laughs> you can start out well, crash, but recover. And we know that David and Bathsheba was in this particular case. In fact, I, I don't really like to say this. You know, David had nine wives, but I don't want to go there with that because that was Old Testament. I don't want to get into any theology on that. But here, David, in the time of the spring, when all they went out to war, what did he do? He stayed back, was on the porch of the palace and happened to peruse out over the, the village and he saw this beautiful lady taking a bath. And so he sent for her to come to the palace. So here is, you got David, the shepherd boy, the one who killed Goliath, the one who took care of bears and lions and, and God used him as a warrior and to be anointed to be the king of Israel. And so he started out well. And man, he had a lot to go through to get to that point of being king. But anyway, here he is now king. And what happens? Everything is going pretty good out there. I got all the money I want. I don't really have to do a whole lot. And I have time to think about other women or whatever. See? So you can start out well. You can crash but we understand that you can finish well. Let's look at that next scripture. Here it's in the same uh, Matthew chapter uh, 1. And we can see here that the next verse, it says that what? The, uh, the father of Jesse, the Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of uh, Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Well, now, why didn't they say Bathsheba? <laughs> You know what? Because it really wasn't Bathsheba's fault. They wanted to remind people that it was King David who sinned. And it was Uriah's wife that he sinned, and he sinned against Uriah. So they wanted them to know that it was Uriah's wife. Isn't that interesting how they put it in there like that? But we see that ultimately what David recovered, but he had to pay a dear price for that recovery. He had to fight by the sword for the rest of his life. But anyway, you can start out well. You can crash. And if you're here today and you've crashed, let me tell you, you can if you're watching and you've crashed, you can recover. <laughs> because God's got a plan for all of our lives and he wants to restore what the enemy has wanted to steal and destroy. And there is a... Uh, well, again, he repented, all right? And, and this is very important. I, I don't have time to get into the Psalm 51. We will here in a minute. But this is where David, where Nathan the prophet, remember, he confronted sin. And he dealt with it. And what did David do? David could have said as a king, get out of here. But he humbled himself and he submitted to the prophet's uh, word. And he humbled himself and he says, I am the one who has sinned. So he repented. Thank God for, can you say praise God for repentance? 
Example, you know, we deal with people, in, and I'm going to say their name, Alan Sue White. I don't know if you remember them, Alan Sue White. Al uh, was, they and Sue were married uh, in a church. They had three beautiful daughters. He got uh, 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 addicted to pain medication. Then he started to do heroin. He spent seven years on Cass Corridor. He left his family. His wife divorced him. He was going from fix to fix. Seven years on Cass Corridor. How many have ever heard of Cass Corridor in, in Detroit? You never want to go to Cass Corridor. All right? It was a wicked, it's a wicked place. But he lived in cars and boxes, and it was just, he was just a mess. You can start out well, crash. But you know what? He heard the gospel message again, and he repented and cried out to God. Long story on that. He came back to Christ he remarried his wife, and he's ministering. He's a pastor in Port Huron, and he is doing great things. I tell you, it, it just, it just, it, there's, if there's hope for anybody, you can start out well, crash. Do you hear me? You can crash, but you can recover. It's all up to you. Make a decision. Here's the last one. You can start out well, and you can finish well. There's not a whole lot of examples that I could give in the Bible on this one. <laughs> Believe me, I was scouring this. But I did come up with one. <laughs> Zechariah and Elizabeth. <laughs> Let's go to that, that scripture here. This is uh, in Luke chapter 1, 5 and 7. Look at this. In the time of, uh, of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Listen, I love this verse. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless. And that back in the day, if you didn't have a children, you were considered kind of cursed or whatever. But they, Zechariah prayed. They, they were blameless. They started out good. And in spite of the circumstances that they faced, they stood faithful and they were blameless. They prayed, God, give us a baby. And who'd they have? John the Baptist. <laughs> they started out well. And you know what? They finished well. Isn't that good news? You don't have to go through the degradation of sin and all the decay. You can start out well. You can finish well. You can serve and fight the good fight of faith until you die. They were old in their age. And a great example. We had a great example of uh, the Romine family, John and, and, and Ronnie Romine. And they, uh, they started out in the 50s. They, they got married. They were doing really well. They were, I don't know, Bethesda, you probably don't know what, have ever heard of Bethesda in Detroit, but they uh, became the uh, leaders of the Christian school in Bethesda in Detroit. This church was known, have you ever heard of the Latter-day Reign, the Latter-day Movement, the latter Reign? Only a couple people. <laughs> it was a move of God like you wouldn't believe. It went throughout the whole nation, and it started there in Bethesda. So Johnny and Ronnie were, they were the stars, the founders of the Christian school. They did that for 25 years. Uh, they moved on. They became, he's the father of the charter school movement. And he's 80 some years old. Now they've started over like almost 40. 
uh, charter schools, 35 to 40 charter schools, and most of them are Christian, as you know, kind of under the radar a little bit, but, um, but they're doing really well. They're 80 years old. He's still, he was out, I was with him last week. He wants to raise $35,000 to raise money for food for the uh, orphan kids over in Haiti. And uh, this guy, it's amazing, this couple. You can start out well and you can finish well if you make that determination. So here is the bottom line. We close with this. Where are you at? Do you want to finish well? What category do you find yourself in these five different categories? I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what category you're in. There is hope for you and there's help for you if you simply repent, cry out to God, follow his commands, his decrees, walk blamelessly before him, and he'll give you the power by the Holy Spirit to walk that life. So I want us just to just be quiet here. I'm going to go over here now. I'm going to play a little song. And this was what David said. I wanted, I had uh, Psalm 51, we probably all know it. It was the psalm that David wrote after he was recovering from his big crash. And if you're here today and you just want a renewed of, uh, of, of, uh, of refreshing of the Spirit of God in your life, can I go right over here now? I, I have crashed in times past to let you know. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Checking. There we go. And I remember when I was in Bible school, I would go into the music room and I would just cry out to the Lord, Lord Jesus, help me. Forgive me. Thank God he's heard my cry. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God. And renew right spirit within.
Spirit of God to cleanse anew and afresh. Just stand with me and let's just sing that together. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within. started a ministry called Operation Transformation and they're bridging the gap between the community and uh, the church. So I don't know, you have 70 different churches involved in reaching out to the community. One of the things that I was real fired up about you were ta- telling me was that he gathers with pastors every week. So I gather with a few pastors here every month, but he got, he, he's gotten pastors 30 some pastors get together every Thursday morning for prayer. And where is it that you pray? It's in, it's in the uh, um, MOC, it's in the uh, city building of the uh, fourth floor conference room of the city. <laughs> in the city building. In the place where decisions are made. Yes. In the place where decisions for the city are made. And so they've just seen just so many great things happen when they pray in that place. And so I don't know, I, that'd be awesome. I'm praying that Austin will be able to sneak into Austin. <laughs> And uh, man, but it's but they're they're involved in the prisons. They're involved in the low-income housing areas. Seventeen different yeah. small groups they've started in these low-income housing areas because people aren't coming to the church, so bringing the church to the people. And uh, man, anyway, I'm just excited about. And then his son just 
just took over. Andrew just took over that ministry, and so um, he's free to, to travel more with Billy Graham. He works with the Billy Graham or- organization, helping Franklin go around and do whatever Franklin does. And and so, uh, man, yeah, they just God's still using them. They're finishing well, and uh, man, I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over them. And we're going to be blessing them financially. Um, we're not taking up an offering for them, but the church is just from your guys' regular giving. We're just gonna gonna bless them and send them off with that. But Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for Tom and Brenda, and uh, we just thank you for their example. Uh, what 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 a, what a legacy they are leaving um, to their kids and to the community in Port Huron and just around the world, and now here in Austin, sowing into uh this this little church right here we've been blessed by him we uh, them we've been encouraged by them we've been challenged by them um, and we've had some aha moments and and so we don't take that lightly lord we we just uh thank you for sending them to us and connecting them with us thank you for the beautiful legacy that i have uh of my goodness uh, my my parents and uh some of their some of their friends uh, it takes it wasn't just my parents all by themselves. <laughs> so Lord, we pray for, yeah, for you to help them finish well. Help their kids to, to continue running the race. Bless, uh, bless Andrew, Andrea and Rebecca and their spouses and their, their children. Uh, may this legacy continue. And Lord, would you raise up people like that in City Chapel? A lot of people started started poorly, <laughs> but you are changing destinies. You are changing stories, and we just thank you for that. We give you all the glory and the honor for what you're doing in this place. Continue. Open up doors for Operation Transformation. Open up doors for ministry. May they continue to influence the city and the prison system and the, the low-income housing system. May they continue to be doors. They're, 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 they're doing worship in the open square on Sunday nights through the summer and bringing churches out to lead worship. And uh, bikers are coming and, <laughs> and getting touched by Jesus. Lord, continue to open up every door you want them to walk through. May their latter years be greater than their former and they can see some of the influence of the seeds that they've sown. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for joining with us today. Uh, stay warm. We will see you uh, if you want to come Wednesday night. City Chapel University. No, we're not having City Chapel University. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Thursday. You're dismissed. We move about the cabin.